0: Be of good courage, and let us play the men for our people, and for the cities of our God, and the Lord do that which seemeth him good. 2 Samuel 10.12 Dear God, etch in the foundations of my heart that I am a giant killer, like David in 2 Samuel 10. I will not cower and run away when I am faced with challenges and limiting mindsets, that try to loom over areas of my life. As I build my faith on your word, my feet will move with purpose and speed in the direction of my calling, knowing that the armies of heaven are backing my life, like the army of Israel backed King David. Today, I make known the truth that I am not afraid to fight for what God has spoken over my life. I make known the fact that I will fight for the dignity of others. Through the battles and blows of life, I will stay on the battlefield until God gives me the victory. I am fighting the fight of faith for the Lord. I am fighting for more. I am fighting for peace, and I am fighting to become the highest version of me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Listening to these daily prayers strengthens your relationship with God. Continue hearing from the Lord by listening to today's Bible in a Year. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com
1: Victory after victory. In our last story, David came to the realization that the Lord should have a temple built for him. Nathan the prophet agreed and spoke for the Lord, saying his kingdom would be established forever. The Lord blessed all of David's exploits, and the kingdom of Israel continued to grow day by day. In this story, Hanan, king of Ammon, will humiliate David's servants, and the Ammonites learn that David is not a king to be trifled with
2: Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at PurdueGlobal.edu.
3: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos.
2: Hello, this is Jack Graham with today's episode of the Bible in a Year podcast. In our last episode, we saw David's heart to honor God and build the Lord a home, a temple where his glory could be on display for all the world to see. As a result of his faithfulness, David received a message from God through the prophet Nathan. The message was this, God would establish a lasting kingdom through David. God bless David's efforts both as king and as a warrior, and today we'll continue to see the victories that God gives to David. We'll also hear how the king of Ammon meets David's act of kindness with distrust and disrespect and discovers that David is not a king to be mocked or toyed with. And as always, through it all, God's name will be made known not just among the Israelites, but to all the nations. Let's listen now to today's reading.
1: Not too far away from Israel, Nahash, the king of the Ammonites, had died. Trumpets sounded in the distance, and the Ammonite people mourned the death of their king. Hanan, his son, took the throne after his father and surrounded himself with counsel. David heard of Nahash's death and remembered the kindness he showed David while in the wilderness. There was historic blood between the Ammonites and the Israelites. However, David was determined to usher in a new era of peace. David gathered some of his men to go and console Hanan with gifts and goodwill. The servants entered the land. There was a slight eeriness in the city when they entered. Being Israelites in the land of the Ammonites was uncomfortable, and whispers filled the streets as they passed. Nevertheless, the men walked into the halls of Hanan determined to comfort him. The princes and counselors sat beside Hanan as David's men entered. One of them leaned over to Hanan and whispered, Do you really think David sent comforters because of your father? You know they are here to spy on our land. It is a ruse, my king. Hanan gave a slight nod, not taking his eyes off the men as they entered the room. The men bowed before Hanan and laid gifts at his feet. However, corruption and paranoia had easily gripped Hanan's mind. He stood to his feet and ordered the servants to be taken at once. The servants were confused at his intentions. Hanan slipped a devious smile and ordered his men to shave off half of their beards and cut the lower half of their robes, exposing their genitalias before everyone. Then they cast them out into the streets for all to see— Ammonite cackles filled the city streets As the men ran in embarrassment Tears of shame filled their eyes And they hid themselves in Jericho They sent word to David and told him what happened David did not send men to get them He went himself David rode to his men swiftly As a father would to his hurting children David found them hiding in Jericho And comforted them Remain here until your beards grow back Here are supplies and new robes. So David left them and relieved them of their duties until they recovered their dignity. He mounted his horse and left the area. He rode fast and aggressively. He looked forward with fury in his eyes. David would not forgive the humiliation of his servants. Unlike Hanan, David was a king with actual power. Hanan would soon learn this for himself. The Ammonites heard that David was outraged by Hanan's disrespect. They wanted to attack him before he attacked them, so they hired 20,000 Syrian mercenaries to join their army. They also allied with a neighboring city to gain an extra 13,000 men. Soon, a vast army prepared themselves for David's retaliation. Unperturbed, David sent Joab, his mighty men, and a portion of his army to face them. Joab scooped out the field and saw that the Ammonites and the Syrians split up to ambush them on both ends Joab and the mighty men decided to march towards the Syrians While the army of Israel took on the Ammonites Joab shouted to his men with his spear in the air and said, protect one another If one side proves to be too strong, we will come to each other's aid Joab looked to the battlefield He longed for battle Craved it, but the armies were large and his men were few. Be strong and courageous, Joab yelled again, for you are the city of God. A roar followed Joab's words, and the men of Israel descended upon the Syrians and Ammonites. Joab and the mighty men reached the Syrians first. Their speed caught the Syrians completely off guard. Never had they seen men fight with such unity. Months of training with David in the wilderness honed them in. They battled as a single unit, as if they were one body. They overwhelmed the Syrians within minutes, and they began to flee. The Ammonites saw their mercenaries flee and became scared. They fled from the battle and hid behind their city gates. Joab returned with the soldiers and awaited orders from David for the next move. The Syrians threw their weapons on the floor in frustration. They had been caught completely off guard. Though they were hired hands, they would not allow themselves to be beaten and humiliated by Israel. They rallied and gathered their allies from beyond the Euphrates. Shobach, their commander, led them to Helam and awaited David for battle. Shobach stood taller than all the other men under his command. He was fierce and a brilliant swordsman and tactician. The Syrians feared him and followed him into battle. This time, David did not send Joab and his men. David rode out with his army behind him to Helam. Thousands of Syrian horsemen and soldiers stood before David on the opposite end of the field. David drew his sword and, without saying a word, ran headfirst into battle. The men of Israel stood in awe of their king. He ran like a lion, shortening the gap between him and his prey. The Syrian chariots rushed in first. For a moment, it seemed as though it was David running towards a sea of chariots on his own. His men followed behind him, inspired by their warrior king. David's fighting was like poetry. His sword slashed the legs of horses, sending the horsemen flying through the air. His shield absorbed every blow, and his blade returned with twice the force. David's sword seemed to dance in his hand as he fought his way through the Syrian lines. Shobach had David in his line of vision. He ran towards David, toppling other soldiers on his way. David barely saw Shobach at the corner of his eye before he struck a blow to his side with his shield. David flew into the air and landed on his back. Shobach did not stop and ran toward David with his sword in the air. David dodged the second attack and swiped Shobak's calf. The two fought ferociously, yet Shobak's strength was no match for David's skill. David allowed Shobak to come close, grabbed the hilt of his sword, and drove his blade into Shobak's side. He stumbled back, holding his stomach. Frightened that David might slay him where he stood, Shobak ran away. Bleeding from his stomach, Shobak ran through the battle looking for safety. Growing faint, he fell to his knees and bled out on the battlefield. The battle was won. David and his men killed seven hundred chariots and forty thousand horsemen. David raised his spear into the air and roared a mighty cry of victory, with the blood of his enemy laced on his face and clothes. The men of Israel shouted and chanted to God. The kings of the east trembled in fear of David and made peace with Israel. David used his sword to make a statement, but he would go no further than protecting his people. David was not a conqueror and had no interest in enslaving other kingdoms. He wanted peace and welcomed any kingdom that desired the same. David's bravery became renowned in all the land. Yet even the bravest of kings can be undone by the smallest of temptations, a lesson David would soon learn.
2: Today's passage begins with the death of the Ammonite king. His son, Hanun, was his successor. And when David heard of the death of the man who had once been kind to him when he was in exile, he wanted to show his respect and return the kindness. So he sent some of his men on a peaceful mission into the land of the Ammonites, historically enemies of Israel. Though he was a very powerful king with a great army, David wanted to rule with peace whenever possible. But as his men entered the palace of Hanun, there they were met with distrust and paranoia. Now for sure, a certain amount of trepidation on the part of the Ammonite king would have been understandable. But rather than give the men a chance to speak, he had them seized immediately. Their beards were shaved, an act of humiliation in itself in those days, and their robes were cut off at the waist, exposing them to ridicule as they were cast into the streets. The men fled in embarrassment and hid in Jericho. 2 Samuel 10.5 tells us how David reacted. We read, When it was told to David, he sent to meet them, for the men were greatly ashamed. And the king said, Remain in Jericho until your beards have grown, and then return. Now, don't miss the significance of this passage. First, it tells us that David was primarily concerned with his men. As a king, he could have focused first on the disrespect shown to him by Hanun. He could have immediately departed to attack the Ammonites to punish them for their mockery. But he went first to his men to care for their needs and comfort them. Secondly, David went to them himself. A great leader is never above serving those who follow him. Jesus gave us the best example of this as he washed his own disciples' feet. David surely could have sent someone else to reach his men, but he went to see them himself. So, with the first priority handled, David then turned to the Ammonites, for their offense could not be unanswered. David gathered his men with his faithful commander, Joab, in charge. Joab wisely was careful in his plan of attack. He'd learned from David, a skillful and wise military leader. And rather than rush into the war, Joab surveyed the battlefield. He saw there were two fronts on which to fight, so he prepared his men and they resolved to fight as one unit, supporting each other where any weakness arose. Joab's men were strong and ready for battle, and the enemy was quickly defeated and the Syrian mercenaries driven off. When the Syrians realized they were in a large fight, they gathered their allies and this time David himself led the Israelite army into battle. God, as he had been doing since David rose to the throne, gave David a convincing victory, and the Syrians were defeated and driven away. And rather than use this as an opportunity to increase his territory and kill his enemies, David made peace with the Syrians and their allies, who knew now that David and God's people were not to be abused. But as David's fame and power grew, a complacency began to creep in, and with it, temptation was just around the corner. We'll discover the tragic consequences of that in our next reading. Dear God, we thank you for today's passage on servant leadership. Help us always be willing to serve those around us and to help those that we lead and love. May we show kindness even to our enemies as Jesus taught us. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I hope you are enjoying it as much as I am. This is Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. You can download the Pray.com app and make prayer the priority in your life. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, share it with someone you love. By sharing this podcast, you can make a difference in someone's life. This podcast is being listened to all over the world by millions of people, and we are celebrating the fact that God's Word is being heard. And if you want more resources on how to tap into God's power for living, be sure to visit jackgraham.org. God bless you.
0: This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.
4: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. and here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at Trinityschool.org. That's TrinitySchool.org.
3: Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos.